Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Mel. I grew up playing outside. And I grew up doing something meaningful, watching movies and TV. I never had cable, and we finally bought a VCR about the same time DVD players hit the market. Throughout our marriage, Mel has sadly missed many of my pop culture references and movie quotes. So it's time to catch up on all the films I missed. Good evening. Hello, husband. Hello. <laughs> I'm using my creepy voice because this is the last of our Halloween movies. I'm using my relieved voice. <laughs> I'm almost through the Halloween season. Yay. You know what's wild is like this year we got kids costumes like three weeks earlier than usual. Yeah. We did pumpkin carving and apple picking. I honestly feel like Halloween has already happened. I know. You'll feel differently on Tuesday. I'm sure I will. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But anywho, it's just like it feels like it comes every once in a while and then all of a sudden it's there and I feel like I miss it and it's it's gone. Yeah. Do you need to watch more scary movies to I'm, feel like it's really Halloween still? I mean, like we could remedy that pretty quick right now. Okay, let's watch a movie right now. Let's go watch a movie. What movie are we watching? Do you know what movie we're watching? I have no idea. You know what? This is a um, a special trick. It's a trick this year. It's not a treat. Okay. And the trick is, I've never seen this movie. Oh. It's a treat from our old friend, Matt, who you may remember from a previous episode, Uncle Buck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Our special guest, Matt. Our special guest, Matt. He rocks. He gave me this movie and said, I think you should uh, have this on the list. Oh. Oh, cool. It is a movie a called Friend Suggestion. Okay, yes. Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet. Yes. Make me a bullet. <laughs> Make me a bullet. <laughs> we still haven't finished that. I know. The Walking Dead. <clears throat> okay. I know apps. I have no idea. I have very limited knowledge because I had to, you know, I had to get the movie. So I have some knowledge of what it's about. Did you know what, what the movie limited. was before our wonderful, <gasps> beautiful friend suggested it? I mean, wonderful, fine. I don't know if I'd go as far as to say beautiful. <laughs> Ruggedly handsome, maybe, but I don't know. Anyway, potato, potato. Or potato, potato, as some people say. Um, I don't think I... I think I'd vaguely heard of this movie. I've gone to, like, horror movie marathons, and you'll hear, like, about different lineups, and so I'll read lineups. Sometimes I don't go to them, you know? Okay. So I may have known about it in that context, but... It just blipped out of my head. But when he mentioned it and I looked it up, I was like, oh, that looks intriguing. What intrigued you about the movie? I can't tell you because you got to experience it. I knew you were going to say that. What do you think this movie is going to be about? I don't know, but it sounds like a Western, actually. Western. (laughs) Like Silver Bullet, the name. Bring, okay. Evokes a Western feel to me. Are you thinking about Coors Light right now? Is that why you're thinking Western? Why would I be thinking about Coors Light? Coors Light is known as the Silver Bullet. Tap the Rockies. That's their whole <laughs> marketing thing. No? Is this a Coors Light horror this movie? This is a Coors Light horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> People get drowned in the, the beer vats. No, it, it's just about the monotony of having to be a brewer at Coors Light, which is the most, you know, I, I don't know anything about it, but it's just such a... a uh, it's the banquet beer, but it's so basic, right? Like, it's not, like, exotic. So I just imagine it being, like, an existential dread of having to day in and day out brew Coors Light. Okay, back to the movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We don't Silver know anything bullet. about it. Let's go watch it. Are you sure? You don't want to give any guesses? I mean, nothing? Uh, Silver Bullet makes you think of a Western, okay? Yeah, that's that's all I come up with here. 
What about you? Do you want to say I something? Am ju- no. Why are you shaking your head? I am definitely shaking my head at you. Why? Well, it's the last of our Halloween movies. And the name of the movie is Silver Bullet. Oh, Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? <laughs> I love you Don't so much. Silver Bullets Kill a Vampire? <gasps> sure. Do they? Do silver bullets kill vampire hunting? I don't know. I don't usually go hunting for vampires. Wow. Okay. Um, All right. Okay. Werewolf? Do silver bullets kill a werewolf? Uh, Do they kill leprechauns? Uh, What are we just guessing at this point? Oh my gosh. Not the movie Leprechaun. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Leprechaun. No. It's silver bullet. It's not Leprechaun. I can safely say without spoilers, there's no leprechauns in this movie. Okay. What would... So obviously I'm not. What are the things fine, that a silver not, bullet could kill? What do you think a silver bullet could kill? A vampire. A vampire. Okay. And then a, a leprechaun. What about a Loch Ness monster? Or mm. I don't know. Well, I mean, bullets kill lots of things, really. But yeah. Okay. What else is there? Uh, I guess we're going to find out, aren't we? I hope so. Please make up a movie poster for this one for me <laughs> with a tagline. <laughs> Okay, it's I'm really kind of, dying for it. It's kind of like a James Bond sort of look. Okay, with okay. The gun and like a bullet. Okay. And it's silver. It's, <laughs> what's the tagline then? Um, It only takes one. I knew you were going to say really? that. I literally said that in my head. Oh my gosh. Weird. All right. Okay. Let's go check it out. Let's do this. It began in May, and every month after that, whenever the moon was full, it happened again. And again. What was that? It's over there. Who is that at me? Nobody knew who. Or what was responsible. They only knew it had to be stopped. Now, from the master of mystery and suspense, Stephen King's Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet. The last glimmering hope. Okay, I held this in the entire time we were talking about this before showing you the movie. Okay. But I have to let it out now, okay? Okay. Oh! (laughs) I knew it was going to be a wolf howl. Okay. All right. There we go. (laughs) I feel so much better now. Good. Not as good as the release of becoming a werewolf and terrorizing a town and devouring various creatures. I imagine. I don't do that personally. Wink. Uh, but <laughs> anywho, hi. Hi. What? Where are you at? Where's your head at? Well, we I just was watched just going to say, Bullet. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we, just mm-hmm. watched, we just watched Silver Bullet. Mm-hmm. And do you know what makes me feel good? What makes you feel good? Watching a Stephen King film adaptation. Really? Yeah. It's, you know, uh, most of the time I agree with you. There are some mixed bags with uh, some film adaptations, though. But yeah. I don't think I've ever... 
Sorry, I'm going to my mental palace of all the ones I've seen. Okay. I don't think I've ever been like, yeah, I think overwhelmingly it's a positive experience for me. Mm-hmm. They're familiar. There's something really familiar about it. Mm-hmm. The people in his movies are like down home, hometown yeah. people. Yeah. Um, the sets, like everything just feels really familiar well, to this kid who grew up in the 80s and 90s. I was going to say, it's it's, it's very much, uh, a lot of them are very 70s and 80s licious. So they've definitely got the time capsule factor going. So yeah. if you feel like taking a little trip to... I think the movie's supposed to take place in 1976, if I remember right, but it's filmed in 85, so it's like got an interesting blend. Sorry. You just said some numbers that I will immediately forget, but oh, I will fine. not forget. I'll quiz you later. Okay, okay. You won't forget what? I will I won't I will not pass the quiz. Yeah. Um I Gary Busey, he was in this film and all of a sudden I like him. Whoa. He was really good in this film. I don't I don't even know why I know him. I know his name and I know his face, but what is what You don't know why you know him? I don't. No. Melissa. What is he famous for? Melissa. What? What? I Okay, my my response is not to you saying what is he famous for? My response that I just said there is like I can't believe you're allowing me to do this, but Gary Busey starred in the first film that we ever watched for this podcast. He starred in it. He was one of the starring roles. It was a supporting starring role, but it was very memorable. So you want me to remember the first film? That you don't remember watched? the first film of our podcast? Was it the? It wasn't the Lost Boys. It was not the Lost, and Boys. it was not Point Break. It was Point Break. It, oh yes, it was Point Break. It was point Break, and he was in it. He was in it. I'm there. I'm, <laughs> I am present in my mind. Have we officially hit the point where we can start rewatching movies because <laughs> you've forgotten about them? Maybe. Okay. No, not yet. We're we're getting close but though. Back to Silver Bullet. Yes. Okay, Gary Busey. He's amazing. He is. I will give Gary Busey this. He is the most Gary Busey of any Buseyest Busey that's ever Buseyed on this earth before. <laughs> Do you know who they considered for the role? This would have changed the whole movie. No, who? Um, another kind of big, lovable guy. Um, John Goodman. No, no, but he is John Belushi. Not a John. Oh. <laughs> I could keep going. Wait, no, it is a John. It is a John. <laughs> Got you. Do you know another John who's big, big and, and lovable? lovable? He's no longer with us. Oh, John um, Candy? John Candy. John Candy. It would have been totally different. I think wow. Gary Busey was the way to go. Yeah, I agree. It, uh, John Candy, though, like if you, you're channeling his Uncle Buck. I know. Which is also another weird tie-in because we're watching this movie because of our friend Matt. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he's the one who recommended we watch Uncle Buck. Which is, that's spooky. Um, <laughs> spooky. So, John Candy. Wow. Now, first off, I did love Gary Busey in this. The craziness of Gary Busey yeah. fit very well. Um, he ad-libbed, like, a lot, a lot. of his lines. Yeah. He, yeah. Mm-hmm. he, he, like, I think probably, to answer your question, though, his most famous role, he did Buddy Holly. I think that's probably, oh. I think he was nominated for an Oscar for that one, if I remember right. Could be wrong. But anyway. Wow. Okay. He's been in a lot of movies, but usually it's like he just is the, he's Gary Busey. You put him in a movie and he's Gary Busey <laughs> and it's the crazy eyes. It's the. Yeah. His the, eyes are you know, awesome. The wackiness, the zaniness. Um, he has not slowed down. He's just like that in life. Like he's kind of <laughs> shifted into like, uh, I think it was a reality television stuff. He got into some of that stuff. Really? Yeah. So. I didn't follow much of it. I just saw it as blips. But in, Okay, so I'll give a quick summary. Mm-hmm. In this film, mm-hmm. he played the uncle of a kid. Two Correct. kids. Yes. A boy and girl. The yes. boy um, 
couldn't didn't have the use of his legs doesn't have the use of his legs so um he goes around town in this like motorized um wheelchair that his uncle built for him yes (laughs) and it has a little like uh, a little like moped engine in the back yeah and it yeah it like it gets mileage. Like right. it can go, I don't know, 20 miles per hour or something like that. 25 probably. It's it's perfect. It's actually like every child's dream. Yeah, totally. Really. Mm-hmm. And he has to like fill it up with gas. Like he goes to the gas station yep, to yep. take care of it and fill it up. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, but this town is being terrorized by a werewolf. And you know right away it's a werewolf. Like well, they reveal it yeah. with the first murder. The town doesn't know, but the, you as the audience. Yes. Then, yes. The viewer. Mm-hmm. The viewer. Um, yeah, so of course it's the kids who are kind of figuring this out and, um, there's a lot of, it's really cool. The pacing is good because almost, I don't know, there's a lot of werewolf, werewolf murders. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) when there was a point where my brain was like, are they gonna, isn't this a person? Isn't this a person in the town who's coming to be a werewolf and terrorizing? Like, are they yeah. going to figure out who this person is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really took a long time to get there. It did. Well, and the original book, too, like Stephen, it's a Stephen King book. And it originally took place over the course of like, I think it was like a year in the book. And it's just because I think it was following the convention of once a month, there's the full moon. And that's when the werewolf strikes. Et right. So in the movie, it kind of tones it down a bit. It's just a few months versus like an entire year. But you definitely get that sense of like, hey, there's this crazy stuff happening and it just kind of blips in. Um, but yeah, that is that is the fun part. That's the fun guessing game part, though. Once mm-hmm. you realize you need to ask that question, then you go into guessing game mode. Yeah. And that's fun as a viewer to to try and figure that out. Yeah. So I loved how they revealed who the werewolf really was. Yeah, that was really cool. It was great. Oh, spoilers, by the way, if you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> Gary Busey's in it. Uh, that's not a spoiler, but spoilers ahead, of course. Well, the boy like sees the werewolf on a bridge mm-hmm. and he he shoots a fire like a... This kid is amazing. It was, a, it was is. a bottle rocket. It was a rocket. Yeah, it was a rocket. Yeah. He shoots it at the werewolf and it stabs yes. the werewolf in the eye. Hits it in the eye. Yeah, yes. that was awesome. Yes. And um, so then he tells his sister finally, mm-hmm. like, what's going on. And yeah. his sister the next day goes around town collecting cans for this drive. Nancy drew it up. I know. Nancy drew it up. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love how the sister, like, she didn't really believe him, but she was like, yeah. I'm just going to do it and support my bro. Yeah. She'd been kind of mean to him up until then. You know, yeah, life was hard for her yes. and she was taking she, it out on him. Parents were total, like, stereotypical 70s, 80s parents where they're like, Oldest child, take care of the other child. I don't want to deal with any of this, so please. Yeah, yeah. so her burden was a little bit heavier because yeah. he had a mm-hmm. lot of mm-hmm. care needs. But yeah. so she goes around town, she's collecting bottles, and it's this great like going door to door and no one has an eye patch, no one has an injury mm-hmm. until- They do a lot of cool reveals too, where they're, you'll see a person coming out a door frame and they'll just peek at first. Yes. And then the yes. eye slowly, the other eye slowly comes in the scene. Yeah, they had fun with that. Mm-hmm. And then finally you see that it's the- priest yes gasp that's when her guard is down too yeah they do the reveal and they don't even you don't even she doesn't even notice because she's not even paying attention she thinks she's crazy right exactly Mm -hmm. i love it when movies do that when they show you something but they don't let the main character see it yeah i love that yeah thank you for showing us that's a big wink to the audience Mm -hmm. get it because he didn't have an eye he couldn't wink he couldn't wink he could only blink Mm -hmm. oh he was bad to the bone yeah he was a really interesting character like i feel like um obviously oh 
I had totally seen this movie. That was like within the first yeah. three minutes of watching. I'm like, I've totally seen this movie. And uh, I literally saw it at a, a marathon, a movie marathon. So I probably saw it at like three in the morning after I've been watching movies for 15 hours or something. Plus you saw it as an adult. So yeah. it didn't have mm-hmm. like the mark. Totally. I, it didn't leave its mark on you. Like didn't it leave the mark of the werewolf on me. Yeah, true. Um, but the priest though, they, they do a lot of cool stuff. They walk, they leveraged his character really cool where the clues they gave you could just be him being that role in the community, mm-hmm. like his concern for the community, things like that. So it was a really cool, like they try to lead you down the path and then and back again. It was nice. Also his lack of words to say at a funeral. Mm-hmm. Like he just kind of seemed like at a loss. Yeah. And now we know. Yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> and he just gets worse as it goes. Cause he just embraces it. So yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing too. I'd probably, um, if you watch this again, Melissa, I'd probably just focus on his character to see how he plays it. Cause it's uh it's an interesting progression. And the, the thing I, that I was left wondering, right. Mm-hmm. Having known the plot line, I think I remembered he was the killer. Were they trying to communicate in the story, right? Mm-hmm. Like that during certain times of the month, he has less like moral quandaries with what he is. Because there were times when he was fully human and he just literally tried to kill Corey. He tried to run him off the road with his car. Yeah. Fully human, not werewolf mode at all. Yeah. That would have been a whole nother hilarious thing to see a werewolf driving a station wagon. (laughs) But I digress. So, like, you get this sense early on that he has remorse about the killings. That's why, like, watching the performance, I think, would be really interesting. You know? So... Man, I wish I'd have done that. Can I have a do-over? Of course. Okay. Next okay. year. Next year. So I think that's interesting to look at in this if you're a rewatcher of it. So watch that. Hmm. That is uh Reverend Lowe, by the way, played by Everett Everett McGill, which he has such a unique look. Yeah. Uh, you you kind of look at him and your first instinct to go, that's a bad guy. <laughs> it's like the cheekbones, and he's got like a like I literally, he looks like he should be in a Wild West black cowboy outfit with a little, what's that called? A sash or a scarf tied around his neck? A, a little black scarf? Hang- handkerchief? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A handkerchief? A kerchief? Um, yeah. He, yeah. you, I, I did kind of feel from the beginning there was going to mm-hmm. be something because yeah. it's Stephen King, because it's a priest. Yeah. And because he had that face. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you kind of see it coming, but at the same time, there's so much else happens before you figure totally. it all out that yeah. you can forget about it. But mm-hmm. Totally. Um, so, okay. So that leads me to like wonder about the whole werewolf thing. So first of all, yes, some werewolves aren't aware of what they're doing at all. Correct. But he was aware. I think he, I mean, in the movie, he was definitely aware. He yeah. was aware mm-hmm. all the time. And then like he was said, justifying it. How was he justifying it? Well, there was one where a, a woman was about to commit suicide. So he saved her soul by killing her right. because she was murdered instead of suicide. Yeah. So, yeah. But then he also like kept things from the murder scenes like in his garage yeah which is weird um i think that one wasn't intentional like most and this could be werewolf baggage i have okay all right but like (laughs) but you're you're absolutely right most conventions it's just people understand that they become a werewolf at some point because they get the clues afterwards Mm -hmm. it's like when you black out you have no idea what happened there's just a memory blank in your space in your in your mind you think about it memento yeah, exactly. Like Memento. Um, so 
I think because of all my werewolf baggage, he just as a werewolf, like had the thing in his hand that he had been like the case you're pointing out is a baseball bat, right? right? He brought the baseball bat home, but he had killed that person with the baseball bat. So as a werewolf, I just assume he ran back and he finally made it home. And then all of a sudden he's human again. And he's like, oh, I got the bat. Where am I going to put that? He just throws it in the garage. Or maybe the the werewolf part of him was like, I have a stick. I need to go home and bury it. <laughs> <laughs> Why wasn't it buried? Just, he, yeah, he de-wolfed it, it just was, in time. Right. Otherwise, yeah. he would have started it was, digging it. It was buried under cans. Yeah. So that doesn't quite yeah, count. The outtake is like, there's a human with a bat in his mouth and his hands are digging in the dirt. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute. What am I doing? Oh, I'll just put that in the garage. Okay. So the silver bullet thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you said silver, the name of the movie, yeah. the movie is silver bullet. Yes. And I was like, oh, vampire. There's a lot of beer in this movie too, for the record. Because the silver bullet connection of Coors Light. Remember? Yes. There's yes. a lot of beer in this movie. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I don't know what else to say about that. But the, yes. the, no, that's all you have to say. So Coors yeah. Light rocks. Coors Light rocks. Banquet so, beer. So um, I don't know what I was going to say vampire, now. <laughs> vampire and werewolves. Silver. That's yeah. So do sil- does silver kill vampires too? Or is it only werewolves? <laughs> this is a serious question. I know it is. <laughs> and I have to actually answer you now because we're not, we're not in the before the movie now. Uh, silver, it, it, it's a mixed bag. Like silver in some lore and movies, silver can hurt or harm vampires, Mm -hmm. but it's not, uh, it wouldn't kill them. Like sometimes if you behead a vampire with like a silver sword, that will kill them. Hmm. Other lore, it's like you need to take out the heart and that is, it's old, it's gotta be wood when you take out the heart. Right. Okay. So it's like a mixed bag. You remember Blade? Blade has his silver sword with Wesley his, Snipe. and yeah. he even has silver stakes yeah so you know that one's not lore that's more comic but and it, that's like immediate too yeah like the silver the inst- as soon as it yes. comes in contact yes. with the vampire they're yes. like toast yes so it's kind of a mixed bag like silver's more like uh i think if i were to give my professional opinion which i'm not a professional <laughs> uh i've just watched a lot of movies and tv shows and books red books is silver is is harmful so like it, it is a distraction like garlic would be. It's like in the realm of kind of like a double the pain of garlic. Okay. So bringing it back to the werewolf and yeah. werewolf lore, yes. silver is deadly. Correct. Okay. You know where that comes from? Um, um, goldsmiths. <laughs> goldsmiths? <laughs> well, no. Wouldn't they want would gold want to be valuable? I don't know. I was yeah. thinking of like the whole um, eat more chicken. Eat um, more chicken? <laughs> no. It was... Um, Oh man. It's it predates Stephen King. It sure does. So the silver one originates, it's like a very uh, it's it's a it's a nod, it's an homage and to the story called The Beast of I'm not French, so I'm going to butcher this. Uh Givedon. I, I don't know lovely. if that's thank you. Thank you. Uh it, it's it's a really famous werewolf story. In in that one, they have like as a part of the story, just flavoring in the story, there were the there was this family and they had this heirloom of a crucifix and it was silver and they melted it down into a bullet and then they asked the priest to bless it and then that became the thing that could kill the werewolf. Uh-huh. Now it's such a popular story that when the werewolf story started getting retold and you know different manifestations, that kind of like trickled in from that. So cool. So so now like well established in the lure is you know silver bullet kills werewolf which i mean by that logic you could just have a silver sword and stab it in the heart i don't know why it needs to be a bullet but anyway hmm 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I want to see Mythbusters find a real werewolf and go, all right, we're going to test today how fast a sword has to go before it can kill a werewolf. <laughs> and they like launch it at different trajectories into the werewolf's chest. Wow, this is a great idea. Do you have yeah. Do you have a favorite werewolf? Movie or werewolf-like kind? Uh, well, movie or story or like your favorite. Oh, man, there's so many. Some of them I can't mention to you because you haven't seen the movie. Mm. I I like the... I'm of two minds. I really, I like the versatility of the werewolf. And I actually like werewolves a lot, like the the um, metaphor of how it, it, the duality of man, right? Like mm-hmm. he's battling his lizard brain or his base self, et cetera, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I really like that core and the struggle. So it's always interesting to see that. Like a person, in a movie, you really want a self-contained experience that you can connect with as a, as a viewer, where you're like watching it and you can feel the arc of the story and it feels real to you. Werewolf gives you that like almost every time because you're like uh, the the drama of the the just it's like that person is a captive in the movie and they need to figure out a way to get out of this prison they've been put into being the werewolf being the prison. All that's to say it's very versatile too. like Monster Squad, which have you seen Monster Squad? Monster Squad? I don't think so. Oh, is that a Disney Goodness, thing? I'm not saying anything else, but I'm she. I'm so happy right now. Okay. Um, it's a movie. Whatever. We might watch it in the future sometime. <laughs> whatever. Um, your nonchalance is working. <laughs> thank you. I, I can be really nonchalant when I want to. Uh, I really like the. Sorry, I'm really taking a long time to answer this because I don't have a favorite one. I like all the iterations that I see. Oh. I, I actually just really like werewolves. Probably my least favorite is actually the. Um, what are they called? It's the 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 Kate Kate Winslet ones. The Kate Winslet ones. Yeah, I can't remember what they're called. I'm blanking right now. But it's like the war between vampires and werewolves. That was probably my least favorite of the van- of the Wasn't werewolves. Wasn't that Twilight? No, it's not Twilight. <laughs> and I'm super embarrassed. I can't remember the name of it right now. But um, Underworld. There we go. Okay, I never saw those. It's. <laughs> That's one you don't have to be worried about. I'm not going to show you that one anytime soon. Okay. But it's the the premise is there's vampires and werewolves. They're real. It was that 90s kick, late 90s, early 2000s, where it's like, let's make everything, quote unquote, real life. And they kind of like <laughs> bring it into reality, quote unquote. Stylistic, though. There's real werewolves. What would it be like using CGI to transform humans into werewolves? They fight the vampires. There's an end, there's a battle that has raged for hundreds of years between them and all this rich backstory. I like the backstory type stuff, but the werewolves weren't as compelling to me in that movie. Hmm. And you just had to mention Twilight, didn't you? <laughs> I could is, see why I, you would say that, though, actually. I would say that the Underworld movies are the grown-up version of Twilight. Ooh, shots fired. Whoa. <laughs> and neither of them... Yeah. Anyway. You have to be in a very specific frame of mind or uh want to watch those movies in my opinion which ones the twilight ones? twilight and and underworld series like you you definitely they're stylized i mean twilight's not even really horror it's more fanfic i don't know what you would call it i'm not gonna defend twilight i'm not a huge fan myself um i never read the books yeah me neither and i think we watched the the first movie just out of curiosity because it was blowing everyone was going crazy about it yeah Yeah, people i knew were had just lost their minds over it and i knew nothing about it when we watched it i'm pretty sure yeah and the moment the vampire started sparkling i was like (laughs) i'm out i can't take this i don't even know if we finished it i don't remember the ending (sighs) 
I think I've seen other ones before pieces of it. Cause again, I'm like, how does this keep getting made? There's <laughs> gotta be something I'm missing. Do you prefer a wolf- werewolf story over a vampire story? This I'm, is what I'm saying. What like, you were just saying, like made it think, made me think that you, that werewolf is your monster of choice. I think. I didn't know that about you. I didn't realize that until now. Well, there's differences. I like to watch werewolf stories, but you can't watch a lot of them. Because it loses its potency. Because you literally are kind of watching the same story over and over and over. Mm. The The power of vampires is like you can tell so many stories with them because they live so long. True. So you can be in different time frames and, and have struggles like that. And just there's such, just such a depth of it, right? But like for like a one-off movie, like I would pick a werewolf movie probably. So back to our werewolf yeah. in this movie, yes. The Silver Bullet. Yes, um, the producer was super unhappy with how the werewolf looked. And I, I just yeah. like uh, the story's great and I love I loved the movie, mm-hmm. but the effects just I had, don't hold up. I had to defend it to you because I was like, Well, you see, back then. Yeah. <laughs> and anytime you have to do that, you're kinda like, Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But um, seriously, back then <laughs> it was totally different. Yeah, it was. Um You don't have the context of having seen the universal like werewolf film have they shown you that one yet the like universal the, wolf, the wolfman the wolfman mm-hmm. I no don't think i have i've seen teen wolf <laughs> with michael j fox Fair. right yeah yeah Which, yeah yes um and teen wolf too have i seen teen wolf you too? haven't okay um but no the other one you just mentioned i haven't yeah. seen yet. tell me more about the costume though and the displeasure uh, uh well it was insulting to the actor who did it yeah, the you actor, know. wasn't he like a classically trained dancer or something like that? Yes. And yeah. his whole deal was he could do stuff like that. And the producer was like, this is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Poor guy. And I don't know if that has anything to do with this, but the director of the movie, he never went on to direct another yeah. movie. But he did so many TV shows mm-hmm. that you know and love, mm-hmm. the world knows and loves. I haven't um, seen that one. <laughs> okay so there's a couple shows that he did you're gonna make me guess i'm gonna make you guess okay all right. um strong Bring female it. character alias yes yes alias okay. okay um strong female character buffy yes yes <laughs> are you cheating no i've i've no <laughs> foreknowledge of these questions <laughs> okay um let's see here's another one that he did a show that my brother likes that has a lot of comedians on it I haven't watched Parks it yet. and Rec? No. Oh, that uh, Waiting? No. Uh, uh, Danny DeVito. Oh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Another show that like the world was watching and it's one of my, in my top five. Lost? Lost. Mm. Yeah. Which explains the whole Terry O'Quinn connection. Oh, yeah. 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 I think we need to come up with a... I don't know, maybe a 10 degrees or 15 degrees of Terry O'Quinn. He, I don't think he can go quite to the Kevin Bacon status, but he. Uh, every time we see him in a movie, you and I always get excited because of Lost. I had no idea he did so much before yeah. Lost. Yeah. He had a whole life before he Lost. Did. He wasn't born the week before. It's like realizing your parents were people before they had you. It is. It is like that. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it when he pops up in a movie where, where mm-hmm. when I see his name on the credits, I'm yeah. like, yes, lock and load. Yes, totally. Okay. One more that he did just yeah. because it's fun to make you guess. Yes. Um, another strong female character, actually. More okay. current. And we have not finished this series. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We haven't finished it? I keep trying to, but we are not. Oh. We- <laughs> <laughs> no, we finished it. 
The flight attendant? No, not that one. Oh. Um, is that a strong female character? That's a broken female character. I mean, no, she's, she's strong. She's the lead in it and she doesn't go fully insane. Um, wow, strong <laughs> female that. character in a show we haven't seen. We haven't finished. finished. It's a period piece. A period piece? We're going to the Catskills. Oh my goodness. Wow. The marvelous Miss Maisel. That's right. That's right. I, I lost that one. I didn't get that one. Um, <laughs> wow. But there's a good reason we don't finish that one, though. It's so good that you need to stretch it out and you don't want it to end. I know. I but know. yeah, anyway. Wow. We kind of glossed over um, Corey Haim. Like, oh, we should talk. We should talk about him. Corey Haim. This was before he got super famous. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And he's super adorable. Yes. And like, you can see the star power happening mm-hmm. in it. He's a he's a really good actor. Yeah. And he did a great a great job. And he was like thirteen when he made this, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, first off, all of what you just said is true. There are a couple moments where I was like, "How could a kid?" It's impressive that uh, he was a paraplegic. And that he, the things he could do were amazing. They did a scene where he climbed down a scaffolding with just his arms. He didn't use his legs at all. It was amazing. It was great. It was cool. But he he was just fun. He He's one of those actors, especially at that age, and you just are immediately invested in being a kid again as mm, a viewer. Mm-hmm. Like that weird like excitement you have and curiosity you have as a kid before you are so dismissive of most everything, you know, because you're busy <laughs> with life as an adult. He, he does a really good job of, of getting you into that. Yeah. What yeah. is the innocence? He has like an innocence. His face is like, just like, it's it's cute. It's like an every kid face. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? He has soft features and like piercing blue eyes. So it's like, it's almost like a, you're transfixed. You're kind of sucked in. <laughs> hypnotized yeah yeah that's true mm-hmm. yeah and he yeah he just yeah you're right i well, think it's partly the writing mm-hmm. too because i think stephen king is really good at drawing you in mm-hmm. and like true bringing you back to like being a kid yeah um hashtag stephen king credit <laughs> yeah definitely uh you know what happens after this movie's done right no what happens this family discovers um a life-changing like uh, surgery and he gets the use of his legs back and the parents divorce and they end up moving out to California into a coastal town where there's some really strange things that happen (laughs) and there's these mysterious things happening and he gets an older brother somehow the sister becomes a brother maybe and yeah and then they have to figure out what's going on wow you're gonna get a dog named a nook as well you're going to start tying everything to the Lost Boys, gonna, aren't you? I'm going to call it Two Degrees of Lost Boys. Yes, <laughs> Two Degrees of Lost. Lost Terry O'Quinn. Boom. I know. Sorry. Um, well, one thing I thought was really cool is that this is like the place where the movie takes place mm-hmm. is part of Stephen King's like alternate world. Yeah. So it's kind of, it, it's like... Um, world building, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a neighboring town to where Pet Cemetery took place yeah. and... Um, where I think also it, the town where that yep. all happens. I think they mentioned Pet Cemetery too. Like they mentioned a cemetery of some sort in the movie, if oh. I remember. Yeah, it's just a little nod. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. I love how he does that too. I like I like it when directors kind of like flesh them out and build them out like that. Kevin Smith did that a lot with his movies. True. Yeah, he, that was fun. He's got his fictional places too. It's always fun. Mm-hmm. It's neat. Um, so... 
if you were any character in this movie, who do you think you'd be? Um, I like, I would like to be one of two characters, either the older sister, of course, because mm-hmm. she's like, she really comes around and helps yeah. save the day. Um, but also Uncle Gary Busey. I could be an aunt. Yeah. I'm a really cool aunt. You are a really cool aunt. That's and true. I, I like my, you know, mm-hmm. my nieces and nephews. So, um, you know, yeah. the cool thing about Uncle Gary Busey was that he listened to the he kids. He did. That's, like, yeah. They were the first ones to figure out what was going on. And he really listened. And he didn't really believe them. But he was like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to give this a chance. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, ultimately saved them. So, yeah. What I'd mo- like to be the uncle. What? what modifications would you make if you were the aunt, the cool aunt to the wheelchair situation? What would you, what modifications would you make? Um, I, mine probably would have been a Vespa, you <laughs> know, like he basically, he gave, Oh yeah. He gave the, the boy like this, like modified motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I, I think I probably would have gone Vespa. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have like probably mounted a super soaker onto it or something so he could have some kind of projectile to deal with that's nice yeah 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 totally i think i would have put you know how the volkswagens for a while had like a little um flower holder on the steering wheel so you could have like cut flowers yeah 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 i would have done something like that (laughs) (laughs) they just would have blown out once you hit 30 miles an hour or a little little pocket that keeps your cookies warm oh (laughs) you can always have warm cookies that's a good addition yeah nice (laughs) So what do you think uh, the message of this film was? Um, I'm just going to take it back to like, listen to kids. Like there's, you know, give the, give the chance. They Mm -hmm. have observational skills that you may have forgotten about. Um, Mm -hmm. I know you're going to take it in a whole other like werewolf struggling with. Am I? Your animal instincts. Well, well, aren't you trying to paint me into a corner? (laughs) Is that. Is That's it? my guess for you. What's okay. your What's your message? I I, I was going to agree with you. Shockingly, huh? I, I was just going to say it's a Transformers movie. It's more than meets the eye on a <laughs> lot of different levels. <laughs> nice. You never know about the people around you and what's going on with them, and you never know when uh, someone's going to notice something that you no- don't notice mm-hmm. more than meets the eye. <laughs> so you got to be attuned to those things. Slow down. I guess that's the other phase. You have to slow down in order to do any of those things, which is what Gary Busey's character did. Yeah. He just spent the time and listened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, we've successfully put a silver bullet in the to another Halloween season. Woohoo! I survived. You survived. Oh, great. I can relax. Yeah. Till <laughs> next year. All right. That's a wrap. That's a wrap.